गुड गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबडी आई थिंक वी नीड डू अ बिट ऑफ द लास्ट लेक्चर अगेन बिकॉज आई डोंट थिंक इट गॉट रिकॉर्डेड ओके वी हैव दिस स्क्रीन सीन वेर मरिया फिलिक्स कॉन्स्टेंटली गोज बैक एंड कम्स आउट and goes back behind the screen and you find her uh wearing different veils at different times she goes and changes the dress right so all the color comes out right and uh, so there's the question of color there there's a uh, question of uh, the finery okay and there's also the question of the screen yeah so when we talk about screen the screen scene is always used and has become a big a very important kind of uh property of the stage especially after uh Sheridan's school for scandal where uh there is one person who's hiding behind the screen and the screen falls down right and that looks as if it's part of the play though it's not planned that way and what is interesting over here is that maria felix constantly runs behind the screen right and we all uh, we see dolores del rio actually uh showing herself as anxious fidgety lonely playing with her tassels of a shawl and all those kind of things and i think uh that kind of acting and uh, that kind of acting instructions are very important and the screen becomes very important for us right and it also has a metaphorical value ha- have these people being hiding behind the screen because we're talking about the celluloid screen okay so is that a kind of a metaphorical uh uh way of looking at the play and the lives of these two great artists right now uh when we look at the the word orchids uh we must remember that the orchids are plants that have survived and they're supposed to be older than the uh dinosaurs okay so they're a very very old plants right and they might outlive us right so so that's something that you might like to look at and the constant reference which we have in this little bit of a scene okay where you have this idea of mama outliving us which is something that uh, that these two uh people maria felix and uh dolores del rio are constantly talking about right and the whole idea of orson welles's death is something that is recent to them right and then we have the idea of being in venice and which venice is it venice in italy or is it venice in uh california right and uh we also came yeah so the immediate context is when the fan comes up right and there's all these questions about the fan and is the fan just a, a, 
a lover or a sexual admirer or whatever that is right now uh, one of the things about orchids is that they're very seductive to uh, insects right and the insects uh, are supposed to they're supposed to imitate the sexual organs of insects yeah of yeah that's the plant right and look at it as, from the metaphorical point of view with all the kinds of sexual uh, not innuendos but direct sexual references that Maria Felix uh, actually indulges in and uh, uh, Dolores del Rio actually works on that right yeah, and repeats it she's a little too conservative or a little too English in her approach uh, to say all these things out which French people don't have a problem with right so uh, they're talking about the uh, the person is coming in and they do all sorts of things uh, trying to figure out who he is is he just a taxi driver okay or uh, is it uh, a gentleman caller with a chauffeur driven car okay all those kind of things yeah and uh, Maria calls him Chengis Khan on the freeways right uh, uh, so Dolores says he wants to, wants to meet you and for what to give me multiple orgasms looking for the exit on the uh, Pasadena freeway. What does your taxi driver smell like? What does his joystick smell like? Right? Yeah. So this of course uh, sexual innuendos. Right? But otherwise she's talking about. Uh, yeah. So she, she's uh, very very uh, sexually charged. Yeah. It's a Mercedes. He's coming in a Mercedes. Right? Yeah, so the orchids trick the insect into uh, because they, they, they imitate uh, the sexual organs of insects, and when the insect finds out, then they, they find out that they're fooled, then they leave and go off to another orchid, and again they get fooled, and that's how the orchids get pollinated. Yeah? Of course, in India, you get uh, the, the place where you get all the orchids are in Arunachal Pradesh, right? And uh, there are a lot of them in Latin America, right? In different parts of Latin America. And that's perhaps, again, one of the reasons why uh, uh, Orchids in the Moonlight is a play that uh, the, the choice of the notion of Orchids in the Moonlight is something that uh, Fuente takes up. Yeah. So uh, there are different kinds of uh, ways of looking at all this, right? And of course, I think we also must remember that when we talk about orchids in the moonlight, yeah, uh, we have an essence uh, which is called vanilla essence, right? Which is extracted from vanilla orchids, right? So that's something which is again from Latin America, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the utility of it. Uh, in a Mercedes, he's coming in a Mercedes, an old badger, I bet, a rust bucket, a total mess with a rubber Mickey Mouse. We did all this yesterday. Yeah. And then you get this hanging on to the door, right? Uh, you were born to be carried in a, little, uh, in a litter by Ethiopian slaves. She pulls on a Cleopatra costume out of the wardrobe and holds it to herself. 
you who should have been carried by barge down the Nile, you woman, age cannot wither, no custom stale, your infinite variety, right? So that's supposed to be the line from Shakespeare, right? And this idea of going by barge, right? Uh, yeah, so you have this thing, uh, which is also used by T.S. Eliot, the barge she sat on like a burnished throne, glowed while the, yeah, uh, yeah. so it's taken from Anthony and Cleopatra and it's adapted by uh, Eliot in his wasteland, right? And it's actually talking about uh, Elizabeth and Robert Dudley uh, in the Renaissance age, right? Yeah. I will praise any man that will praise me, right? Maria, uh, woman, divine woman. She throws a Cleopatra costume on the folding screen and knuckles and the knuckles wrap again. There's your cut price, Mark Anthony, right? No, I swear, it wasn't his phone number. What do you mean? It was another number, not his. Another number, a random number, the first one that came into my head. I swear on this, right? She makes the sign of the cross with the four fingers and kisses it. Maria moves away from Dolores. Yeah. Uh, so you have over here this idea of why did you call this man, right? And we talked about the private and the public and what happens over here is they're talking about uh, uh, having a private life and a private world and all those kind of things. And that seems to be uh, what Maria wants to keep away, but then Dolores wants the audience, right? Yeah, so at one level, they want the privacy, right? And Maria, right from the beginning, says, it's better to watch ourselves in the old movies and see how we acted and all those kind of things without anybody else watching us. Otherwise, they only watch us watching them, our own selves, right? Uh, Maria, then it could be anyone knocking at the door. The first one that came into your head, you dickhead. How could he know? I didn't give him the address. He couldn't have found out, right? There were no GPSs, right? Yeah. So if there were GPSs, then you would be able to find out the location of a person, right? And thank God there was no surveillance age and there were no GPSs the way that you have them today. Okay, so even if somebody calls you, you can't really find out who's calling you at that point of time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Then it could be anyone knocking on the door. The first one that came to your head, you dickhead. Uh, how could he know? I didn't give him the address. He couldn't have found out. Do you know what promiscuous he is, Cleopatra? Right? Now we're going back to the story of Cleopatra. Right? And Cleopatra, uh, she might be painted as a kind of a promiscuous woman. Yeah? Because she has many men. Right? And of course she gets rid of them when they don't suit her purposes. And she uses men to keep Egypt in a custody instead of giving up and making it a part of the Roman Empire, right? Uh, and of course, uh, people might think of Cleopatra as the first colonized woman, right? Yeah, because she knew her Greek, 
uh, and probably she knew Latin, right? And she was a very well-read woman, right? Okay, which uh, is already being debunked over here by um, uh, uh, Maria Felix because she she tells Dolores, you've never read a book in your life, right? So that's the Cleopatra image is something else, right? Uh, yes, yes, but I didn't give him our address. You heard me, I didn't. Listen, you can call the police and trace the number of someone who's just called and then put an address to that number, even a name, right? So she says, well, you can call the police and say, well, I got a number from this, can you trace the call? So that's how they found out who calls them and they could get to where you are, right? But why would this man go to the trouble of looking for two women he doesn't even know, right? Yeah, so who's going to look for people who he doesn't even know unless the voice attracts them, right? Uh, two old Chicanas languishing in a Venetian suburb of a Hollywood which does not exist, right? Yeah, so she says, well, that's what we are. Okay, we are in uh, a Hollywood suburb of California and it doesn't even exist, which never existed. I, two retired lunatics, two stars which are burning out, right? So she says, well, these are two retired lunatics. Yeah, lunatics are people who are driven mad by the moon, right? Yeah, so a madman is called a lunatic because of that. Two stars which are burning out, right? And that's how she looks at herself. So they call themselves orchids, okay? Um, yeah, Dolores does that, right? And she says, two stars that are burning out. Dolores, oh, we are not that. Don't say that. Our movies live on. They don't burn out. Madame Dubari, bird of paradise, you said so, right? Yeah, so the idea is that we're going to live forever, right? And our movies don't burn out. Even after we're gone, the movies are going to be on. Of course, uh, that's not absolutely true because otherwise uh, people will have still thought about the movies uh, which uh, Dolores and uh, uh, Dolores and uh, Maria act in as classics, which some of them might be, right? And uh, but they didn't. They don't have this kind of uh, like maybe the sound of music or any any other kind of uh, musical which most people would have seen, right? So that's a kind of delusion that they have. Decisively, Maria interrupts Dolores and marches over to the door. Her courage seems to falter for a moment. She takes a deep breath, stretches out a hand and opens the door. A slim, bespectacled young man stands holding a bouquet of flowers in the same hand with which he was about to knock again. He is dressed like a respectable young man of the 1940s, striped shirt, bow tie, a double-breasted Prince of Wales suit, a diamond-patterned sweater underneath, black shoes and a hat with a brim raised in the style of the 1940s reporter. It is the only thing which uh, reveals him in fact, he is an unnerving mixture of Harold Lloyd and James Cagney. Under, under his arm, he carries 
a canned film reel and in his hand he holds a cinema projector. Maria and Dolores look at him in astonishment. They look at each other, Maria asking him, uh, uh, asking by moving a hand whether he might be Dolores's taxi driver boyfriend. Dolores shaking her head, indicating that she has never seen him before and inquiring whether on the contrary he might be one of Maria's secret lovers. The young visitor does not have enough arms to protect the flowers, a bouquet of forget-me-nots, as well as holding the movie can under his arm, the projector and now the newspaper that he picks up with the bouquet, hands and puts under his chin, he has still not entered or been invited to enter. Right? So that's the third person that is coming to the play at a late entry point and the, the technique of uh, actually uh, looking at the play and what it is doing is we have the notion of looking at, at this, uh, the question of two people and depth which comes in intimacy which is shown which we find right because would they be as free as to talk about all the sexual innuendos if somebody else was around right yeah so that's one of the things that happens right and uh, here we have the fan coming in and the fan the the description of the fan is very important because the fan is actually dressed in the 1940s style and is uh, very typically dressed and uh, very fancy, right? Uh, and of course, uh, you would expect people who are in Hollywood to do that, right? And he has a projector in his hand and he has a can. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I have because I lived in Pune and we lived in the age where we had these big spools which were used to carry film around, right? In fact, in our school, I think the there would be a lot of these kinds of reels uh, which uh, were preserved because they were old movies and some of them were owned by the school. But otherwise, uh, you could borrow a spool from the FTI Pune okay, for, for quite a cheap amount, something like 160. I'm talking about 40 years ago, right? Yeah, uh, 150, 160 rupees and uh, you are allowed to keep them for some days and if, of course, yeah, so, uh, so the spool is something that he comes in with and they wonder why he's coming and Maria thinks he's come from Dolores, Dolores thinks he's come from Maria and that's quite a comic scene, right? And they're all pointing to the other and uh, you, you get this man who's not quite sure about what to do. He's come with a bouquet of flowers, he's got the projector and the camera reel under his arm right like he had people carry the newspaper right so he's trying to carry as many things as he could right he offers the flowers to Dolores but the newspaper slips from his chin okay so he's carrying the newspaper on his chin and falls on the floor the fan is most concerned about his canned reel guarding it from any possible damage right so that's the most important he puts the projector on the floor 
and finally takes off his hat. Right? So he puts the projector down, he takes off his hat. Dolores uh, nervously stops to pick up the paper. The fan uh, stoops as well and they bang their heads. Right? Yeah, so you, you remember that head banging dance and two heads are better than one. Right? In, uh, I think I, I sent you the clip. Right? From uh, flying down to Rio. Right? Yeah, so one part of the dance is when the two people bang their heads together. Right? So that's, if you've seen the movie, right, then you can think about it. Right? One of the interesting things about this play is that this play uh, actually uh, expects all the readers to have a good knowledge of cinema, right? of directors, of actors, and uh, uh, yeah, the history of cinema, right? Yeah, and of the early uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, right? And uh, a, a good crack at all these uh, uh, actors who and directors and all the people who uh, had a big uh, twist with the cinema, right? So that is something else. And I think uh, when we normally study literature, we are supposed to have read a lot of literature so that we can... Uh, relate uh, how a piece of literature comments on other literature and comments upon itself, right? Yeah, so how does it relate to other literature? How does it comment upon itself? Now, over here in this play, it's talking about other uh, movies, okay? And you'll be well read or have seen a lot of movies, right? And be aware of it, right? Uh, otherwise, a lot of the play would be lost, right? And uh, it doesn't mean that I got everything, right? Because probably we'll have to see all the movies and I don't even know Spanish, right? And uh, to, to go through uh, the movies and find, uh, find some echoes, right? Is uh, an interesting kind of enterprise itself, right? Yes, yeah, so you might like to do that. Okay, and go back and see a lot of uh, movies where Dolores Del Rio and Maria Felix act in, right? Because uh, the allusions are to them, right? And we normally talk about literary allusions. Of course, uh, you have these allusions to Shakespeare, to Anthony and Cleopatra, right? And Anthony and Cleopatra is important because the movie version of Richard Burton and and Elizabeth Taylor, right? And uh, so, so that's why it's an important kind of illusion. And it was great, larger than life kind of movie, a very, very expensive movie that was made, right? And um, it's one of the, uh, the well-made movies, right? Okay, and it's important to talk about it because they're also talking about Orson Welles. And Orson Welles is a movie director and an actor. And everybody wants to do movies has to know about Orson Welles, right? He's almost like essential movie material that you have to see to produce a movie, right? Uh, so, uh, with that, this, this person is important. This fan who comes in is important. We don't know the name of it. And they don't even bother to ask his name, right? Uh, of course, Maria thinks that he's a gigolo. Maria would think that he's a taxi boy, uh, 
yeah, a nobody, all those kind of things. But he's none of them, right? He seems to be very keen about uh, getting them on uh, on uh, on film reel, right? Having a kind of an interview with them because these are important things, especially when uh, stars have acted in a movie in the movie world for about fifty years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maria to Dolores, don't be so curious. Go and look after your driver friend who takes people from one place to another for a modest fee. The fan picks up and shakes his hat. Right? Dolores, nursing the triumphed hand, uh, see, sorry, the trampled hand, uh, I wanted to find out, I wanted to read about his death. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, oh, sorry, I forgot a line. So when the trample hand is when he, he uh, when the heads bang, she also tramples or steps on his hand, right? Dolores stifles a cry. The fan tries to help her and drops his hat. He keeps a firm hold on the reel, right? Yeah. So his hat falls and it becomes a kind of a comic scene. We know when we studied comedy, if something falls down, then it's comic. Right? If somebody slips and falls, all the audience laugh. Right? So this is typical stock comedy. Right? So he's he's trying to hold on to all these things, and something falls, and he sees that the camera reel doesn't fall. Right? Dolores nurse, uh, nursing a trample, her trample hand. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It stops Dolores from picking up the paper by stepping on her hand. Right? Maria stops her, sorry, yeah. So Maria stops her by, yeah. So uh, I wanted to find out, I wanted to read about his death. Looks at the visitor. Anyway, it isn't him, right? Yeah. So she says, I wanted to read about the death, but it isn't him. It's somebody else perhaps, right? So that's something else that uh, we might be looking at. Right? When she says, uh, it's not him. Right? Uh, sorry, Maria, it isn't him. But he's given you flowers. Go on, take them. Right? Yeah? So she says, well, he's given flowers. So take the flowers. Right? Uh, but before Dolores can touch them, even before she has timidly put her hands out, Maria stops her. Dolores stands up, right? So you can see that Maria is very controlling, right? Yeah, she, she stops her from taking up the paper. She top, stops her from uh, uh, taking the flowers. Maria to the fan, where did you park your car, young man? Because if you parked it in front of the neighbor's garage, we'll get into big trouble. Sorry, I came by bus, right? So that even demotes it even more because uh, people traveling by bus are looked down upon, right? In the United States, right? Not in the UK, right? Ah, your day off. Sorry, I don't understand you, right? Don't fool around. I know everything. She, half wings at Dolores conspiratorial, has told me everything. She's been able to keep her mouth shut. She's never been able to keep her mouth shut. Dolores, I have the right. 
I have the right to my own lover. Maria looks at us scornfully. I don't have to spend my whole life going to the supermarket on the corner of Rialto and Pacific or trapezing all the way to Olvera to look for your favorite snacks. You're not a man-eater. You're a taco eater, a tortilla chip eater, right? Yeah, so she, she says, well, you're not a man-eater, right? Okay, and that goes back to the, the vamp image that they have when they were young, right? Okay, and she says, I have a right to have my own lover, right? So she's asserting her rights to be free, okay? Uh, and I, I don't have to uh, go, go to the supermarket on the corner of Rialto. Rialto is the stock exchange, or what we call the stock exchange today, right? And that's in Venice. If you've read The Merchant of Venice by Shakespeare, right? Uh, Shallock says, well, he met me at the Rialto, etc. He's talking about Anthony, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, not Anthony. What's his name? Antonio, right? Uh, Maria takes no notice of her. She turns to the fan. I have a right to my own secrets, Dolores, right? Maria, go on, Senor. Give her the weeds before they dry up, right? Now the flowers she calls weeds, right? So she's trying to say that, well, nothing matters, right? You might think that they're flowers, but I think that they're weeds. The fan, they forget me nots. He hands a bouquet to Dolores and blushes. Ever since I saw you in the jungle of fire, I haven't been able to get you off my mind, ma'am. Right? Now he's really a fan and he's fallen totally in love with her after he's seen her in jungle of fire. Dolores is tactically uh, a fan. Right? So that's what she says. A fan and uh, Maria a fan. Right? So they both go on, a fan, a fan. Right? Dolores says, a fanatic. Okay? Fanatic. Right? Yeah? You idiot, an enthusiast, a supporter, an admirer. Right? Yeah? And uh, Dolores says that she, he's a fanatic. Right? And what is a fanatic? Somebody who's crazy about some idea. Or some image, right? Yeah, and will not get up, get get off, right? So whether you're a fanatic or uh, yeah, so fan comes from fanatic. That's the kind of illusion that she has, right? Yeah, and that's exactly the problem. Yeah, uh, an enthusiast, a supporter, an admirer. She sniffs the flowers primarily. A dedicated follower of my artistic labels. So she says. Well, this is a person who's following me dedicatedly and he values me as an artist, right? And appreciation is something that's very important for an artist, right? Uh, if you are into theater and you go and put up your play and you don't have anybody to watch your play, that's uh, really terrible, right? And there are studies conducted on how people with a, with a, a room full of audience, right? act differently 
and uh, if they don't have any audience at all right uh, there's no motivation to put up your play right yeah so she's saying here you have somebody who's an admirer right that's right ma'am at your service i've seen every movie you've made except one right so she says well so he's really a a, a cinema buff and really a fan because he's seen almost every movie that Dolores Del Rio has acted in. Dolores flirting, right? Now she's an old woman, but she's still got the habit of flirting, right? Yeah. Well, okay, verbal flirtation, of course. Well, you've seen more than I have. Come in, come in, make yourself at home, right? Now the, you've seen more than I have is an innuendo, right? Yeah. And then she says, come in. The fan comes center stage, fan, I didn't expect anything less from your proverbial hospitality. When in the little house you invite Roberto Canedo, Canedo to visit you in. Yeah, now he's actually doing something that you find uh, very similar in Bertolucci's Dreamers, right? When uh, you have them uh, uh, actually putting up uh, scenes from movies, right? He says, well, I remember in the little house, you invite Roberto Canedo in, right? Dolores uh, to Maria authoritatively. Girl, will you please close the door, right? Now, uh, one of the things about the English language is when you use boy and you use girl, right? It's actually like talking to a servant, right? Yeah, and that's exactly... Uh, people who know the English language are very careful of, right? So when you say, boy, get the whiskey, or boy, close the door, that's the servant boy, and that's how you talk to them, and that's what she does, right? Yeah, of course she says, girl, will you please close the door? Fan, exquisite. That's like how you treat your Indian maid in Bougainvillea, right? Now you see her acting, and all the films, every action of hers becomes a part of the movie she's acted in, right? So he says, well, that's the way you acted in Bougainvillea, right? And uh, remember that uh, uh, Maria Felix calls her Bougainvillea, right? Uh, unruffled, Maria closes the door. The noise of it closing is metallic, right? So uh, this is something that perhaps uh, Fuente gets from... Uh, all the expressionist, okay? So you get the mechanical, the, the metallic, it's supposed to be a kind of a jail, right? So you get a metallic kind of closing of the door and the, you get this feeling of uh, both these uh, women being uh, confined to a prison, like that of a prison, yeah? We hear a clang and even the hint of locks and chains, chains right? So you get all these sounds in the background and sound is very important because these are movie stars. Yeah, Maria leans against the door, her hands joined behind the back, but nothing distracts the Lotus and the fan from their courtship rituals of courtesy and reminiscences, right? Yeah, so the fan is definitely in love with Dolores as the superhero or superstar that he's seen all her movies and she, he's totally taken up with uh, that, right? 
and the idea of meeting your ideal superstar in life okay is something that he normally nobody can put up with right it's almost too good to be true right yeah and you have this kind of mating ritual which is going on between him and Dolores because they actually don't know each other right and it's only with the image of Dolores that he's fallen in love right and now he meets her in reality yeah and what might that gap in your education be fan bewilders i pardon your your uh, i beg your pardon i mean the movie which made which you still haven't admired yeah so he says i've not seen one movie right ah well i'm talking there about carmen directed by raul walsh in 1926 based on merami uh, a homonymous novel yeah and uh, bizet's famous opera right draws breath the only surviving copy is in the archives of the film library in prague uh, capital of czechoslovakia right now what's interesting is uh, there are some movies of uh, doris doris del rio which are lost right yeah so these are some things that sometimes startlers right and we wonder uh couldn't people be a little more careful they didn't expect perhaps that a person would be a great star one day right yeah so that's why perhaps the movies are lost right uh the, so he's done his homework properly and he says well this movie called Carmen is in Czechoslovakia and uh, in the film library over there okay Dolores grinning ah she pulls a flower out of out from the bouquet and puts it between her teeth we hear the segudilla from Betz's opera uh, the actress imitates the vibrant ferocity of Dolores del Rio playing Carmen a hair down and disheveled thrown forward to cover a face then flung back to reveal it she moves like a wild tiger until exhausted she plants herself like a bullfighter center stage the music reaches a triumphant climax with the uh, toriador song and the fan shouts right now we have a uh, a uh, the toriado song which is something that uh, is a kind of a bolero right and and it's got this music which they play for bull fighting right so at one level she's uh, like uh, a tigress and at the other level and uh, and at the other uh, level she becomes uh she uh, she becomes uh yeah so would you like to hear this thing from carmen i think i'll just put it on right this bits is opera
Yeah. Toria Do, right? Yeah. You let, let it play in the background so you can get a hang of it. Yeah, so you can look at it as the martial kind of thing going on, right? Yeah? And uh, this is something that she's acted in, yeah? And of course, his response is, Ole, Ole, right? That's what they say when... Uh, it's supposed to be actually a derivative of Allah, Allah, right? Because... Uh, we had uh, the Moorish Empire in Spain for 800 years, right? And uh, uh, Ole is a kind of corruption word Allah, right? And we Ole, Ole, right? So that's when a person wins the, uh, the match, right? Or, uh, or the person wins the bullfight, okay? Then you say, well, cheers, cheers, and you, uh, you talk about it in a loud manner, right? Yeah, still leaning against the door, Maria makes a sign used during the Roman Empire to indicate the death sentence. The thumb, right thumb, pointing down. But nothing can dampen the enthusiasm with which Dolores and the fan have infected each other. Right now, we are used to thumbs up on the WhatsApp, right? And for all our emoticons, right? You also have a thumbs down, right? And you have that on your uh, YouTube, also, right? And uh, so, what happens in the uh, when the, the referee or the people concerned? didn't like what was happening, they would put their thumbs down, right? The emperor, normally the Roman emperor, would put his thumb down and then uh, that, that would signal that uh, it's not good enough, right? That, so the thumbs up is when you say, well, it's great and all that kind of thing. And then after that, you 